Fuck. This episode is brought to you by Mandalay Bay. Uh, make sure to check out the Las Vegas Aces who are playing now at Makeup Ultra Arena. New season is going crazy. We expect them to go all the way. Please check out the games all month, all year, all the time. We also have the Jonas Brothers. Massive will perform exclusive five-night residency at Park MGM Theater in June. Make sure you go get those tickets. And also, if you want the ultimate summer vibe, Sublime is headlining Mandalay Beach. July 2nd. Make sure to check that out as well. As always, come say what's up at our studio inside the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. Let's go, boys. All right. Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Tomasic with Drew Belcher and Lil Raven. Yes, sir. Bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports from our studio on the Las Vegas Strip inside the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You know the drill. Today, we have the people's entrepreneur... Mr. Motivational himself, uh, the letter V in the alphabet essentially belongs to him. For sure. <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Appreciate Can I say that you guys are better looking in person? Wow. So, is that an appropriate way to start the show? Yeah. Absolutely. Is that a side? Is, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll take it. Is that <laughs> a sideways disc? Like we're no? not photogenic? No. No. Okay. We just, appreciate that. Just felt that I should call it out. The light, the light's glowing. It gives For you- For sure. We're starting you, off on a good note today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is so cool because you just had AJ on the show. Yes. yes. So we got like, you know, the whole family vibe happening yeah, right now awesome, on the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're officially grouped in now. I love it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're attended. Um, we have to know, do you have like an epic Vegas story that we need to know oh, about? God, I have a lot. I feel that. like you have one, but we need one mega one from you. Uh, when I was 24 years old in a 72 hour window, I lost 83% of my net worth. Oh my okay. goodness. Playing, doing? Playing uh, Caribbean, stud poker, roulette, blackjack. The, the, first, the whole nine. The, the first one, I've actually seen nobody ever at those tables, but the other ones definitely make yeah, sense. Yeah, Caribbean poker, I loved. Yeah. Because uh, it was a little slower. There was like the big thing. Plus, when I was 21, I came here and I'm one hand, won 7,400 bucks because I got 10% of the pockets. I got a straight flush. Okay. And that addicted me to that game for, for sure. a day. 100%. That's how it works. You know what I mean? That's how it locks uh, you in. But yeah, I mean, I w as a lot of my fans know, I wasn't making a lot of money in my 20s because I was in a family business and my dad paid me not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and because I kind of always had this sense I was gonna be who I was gonna be, yeah. I wasn't scared sure. to like lose it. And one time I pushed it to the limit and lost a fuckload of money to me at the time. It was like, oh man. I mean, these are small numbers. Small numbers in like, when you hear 83% of net worth, yeah. Yeah. and I'm at this point in my career, I can I know that it could trick people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like, <laughs> was like 15,000 of the $20,000 I had to my name. That's a Damn. lot of money. That's still a lot of money. Lot of money. That's the heart wrenching. It's an absurd amount of yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. And when you only have 20,000 in savings and you lose 15 of it in 72 hours, you're like, don't do that again. No, yeah, never. Yeah. So That's the like, knot in your stomach. Yeah. But it was kind of like back to the point, like back then I was willing to pay for entertainment. I knew that I was conservative and smart and everything else I did besides gambling. I got all that gambling out of my system. Like I don't need yeah. it anymore, um, but it was bad. Damn. But That's also super good. <laughs> <laughs> I just coming off of VCon where I just flew in from, from Minnesota and all my college friends were there. My friend Moose, who was with me that weekend, uh -huh. The stories are worth every penny. Yeah. 100%, 100%. He's like, you remember that black drug dealer we were sitting with? I'm like, I sure do. Yeah, I sure <laughs> do. Epic. You know, like that kind of stuff. Absolutely. That's insane. By the way, how was VCon? Can we hear like a full recap? You just came off fresh. It was unbelievable. I'm super happy with it. Putting on an event of that scale first year to have that level of positive sentiment. Um, 
community was happy. Speakers were happy. My team is happy. It's great. Um, I'm, I, I think VCon 2 2023 is going to be a very different event. I think mm. there's a lot more demand already a Absolutely. year out and, and we'll market it that way. And I'm really excited for it. I'm like, you know, we're 300 to 400 days away from it and I'm already like locked in That's and focused. Sick. That's awesome. Are we thinking VCon Vegas? What Vegas. are we thinking here? It's funny. We're walking here and he's like, we should do it here next year. And I'm like, Vegas has too many other distractions. Sure. Mm. And so Vegas is awesome to draw. I don't need the draw. Right. Yeah. Like they're going to come. They came to Minnesota. You know? yeah, they, yeah. Went to they, Minnesota. they went to You're Minnesota. You're absolutely right. Sure, right? So <laughs> sure. I, uh, I don't think Vegas per se is in the cards. Though I think a lot about utility. I think people don't understand NFTs. You can always add utility. Mm. And I think, you know, there's one background in... Um, in Friend Series 2 that's called the Arcade, and there's about a 1,000 people that own that. And I've always thought that Vegas was adult arcade. Really and so, like, could I eventually do a spot event where only the people that have the arcade background? Love that. So a 1,000-person event here, much more in the cards than, let's say, a VCon. So, Got it. Love that. That's incredible. We need that. Just a, like, so a weekend VCon, like, on the road. VCon on the road. Yeah, like, you know, I think... Like many things, you think about WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's only one WrestleMania, but then slowly but surely, here's SummerSlam. Sure. Yep. Here's Absolutely. Survivor Series. Right. Sure. And so I think VCon's the jewel of my world, but I think using NFTs as an access to digital and virtual and physical is just smart execution by the best operators, and I'd like to be one of the best operators. Love that. Yeah, For sure. we can bring that in. We have some NFT trigger words. Yep. You know, community, utility. Yep. Yep. We spoke with AJ about it before. You guys don't benefit or gain anything by doing a you know a rug pull that I see so many people doing now, just yeah. launching you know flaming flamingos or cool digital art pieces <laughs> and just getting that money. You guys, you kind of already established building a true community, and I think it's never been more true, and I've never believed it more. I think you guys are just getting started. Yeah, I mean, I keep reminding people like with the level of economics I was making before NFTs. Doing anything short-term in NFT land would be the great mistake of my career. Yeah. I have so much to lose at this point. I'm way too locked into this now. Sure. Yeah. And so I like that feeling. I know I want to build something sustaining. I've only ever wanted to build something sustaining. People thought I was going to be a fad in 2006 on social media. You know, I remember vividly, like, just the whispers in the backdrop of, like, he'll be flaming out in a year because it's a lot. I'm a lot. It's a lot. For, of, for I sure. get it. I have a lot of sizzle that comes <laughs> with the way I go. I'm just, I, I just am very confident in the stake that I put behind it. And I think there's people that come along that talk big game and we've seen in sports that end up, you know, not delivering on that. And then you occasionally you have somebody coming in and from day one, talk a lot of shit and they do back it up. And, you know, it's, it's my intent as an entrepreneur to be that ladder. How do, yeah, you, sure. how do you think NFTs, we talk about this a lot, especially because I'm trying to work on a project now, but how do you think NFTs will affect tourist destination cities like Las Vegas in the future? A lot. I mean, I think what we just did with VCon is one of the first and earliest scaled examples. You know, no different than airline points, casino points. Like, like yeah. all of this is going to the blockchain because it makes sense. Like yeah. right now, my MGM points are locked into my MGM. Yeah. Long-term, MGM and all their competitors are going to realize making that interoperable is actually better yeah, because they become more valuable. If I could take my MGM NFTs that represent the points I've earned by gambling all weekend and turn that into something else, that's like becomes hot. Like I'll come and gamble. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, like coming and just, you know, I get the closed system makes sense. Yeah. The open system done right is even more valuable. And I think over time people are going to understand that and that's going to open up a lot. And I think, 
tourism groups are going to issue NFTs that are incentives for people to come. Yeah. Uh, I think institutions that put the flag in the ground like your group and others. Uh, I view NFT, which I look at it as the consumer blockchain. And I think the consumer internet, social media, these things come along and, you know, I think just like everybody has a website and everybody has a social media account, if you're a business, I don't see a world in 15 years where NFT is in a super big structure within companies and they have a plan on the consumer blockchain and I'm pretty confident that's going to play out. Yeah, we are so curious on how it's going to work in like the real world, big hospitality cities like Las Vegas. And like you said, how it's going to translate into people wanting to come here more, getting more value. I mean, think about this, right? Like tables. Uh, uh, what about even restaurants within a group, like in a setting that's as big as this? If there's a restaurant that the only way you can get in is to buy the is to have the NFT. Yeah. I mean, that's we're doing that already in my restaurant group, the BCR group. Sure. We have something called the Fly Fish Club. The only way you get in is if you own the NFT. All of a sudden, you have people coming here for the weekend buying the NFT off of somebody on the blockchain just so they <laughs> so can go. Just right. to go, yeah. Right? And then they sell it. Well, guess what? In that scenario, MGM gets two-time royalty. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So instead of pay, paying promoters and other people to get people in, they're getting they're making money to get people in. It's, it's pretty profound. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you have that focus on that one product now more than you would if you just went to a place, right? Like the I, dedication for it. Yeah, and I think in the macro for everybody who's listening, like just go back to how stupid you thought Twitter was in 2007. Everyone did. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I remember I told everybody, I was like, this is gonna be huge, this is gonna be huge. And they're like, tell me about it. I'm like, people, like you're gonna tweet that you're going to the mall. Right. And or you're gonna eat a pizza and you're going to California. And they're like, who gives a shit about that? And I'm like, yeah. everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And at everybody. the time that seemed foreign. And what, I mean, you guys are youngsters. When I was saying people are gonna buy wine on the internet, people are gonna buy wine on the internet, this 1996, 97, 98, people are gonna buy wine on the internet. Everybody in my dad's industry was like, who the fuck? And normal people were like, who's gonna buy wine on the internet? Why don't you just go to the store? And I was like, everyone's gonna buy wine on the internet. Yeah. And that's what with NFTs. Right now, it's like, I'm not gonna own an NFT. Sure. Everyone's gonna own an NFT because you're not gonna be able to get on a plane without owning the NFT. Because why would you own a QR code right. or an email confirmation? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's a QR code? That has no value for American Airlines to issue. An NFT that has like a collectible thing similar to like a Starbucks mug or you see where I'm going? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Even, Right now, everyone's caught up in Board Ape and VFriends expensive. Think about the mundane being worth four bucks. Yeah. Think about American Airlines for breast uh, cancer awareness month going chopping with an artist up. chopping it up getting like a back in the day may rest in peace imagine according like a Virgil Abloh who mm -hmm. designs your pink ribbon you know uh, airline yeah. the whole month of October every airline ticket that Delta has a Virgil Abloh those, design yeah. right let's even use a modern person who's alive but I just want to give Virgil some roses Ronnie from Kith Kith yep. collabs with Delta they make some badass you know, pink ribbon thing. Maybe every random person gets the hoodie, but then yeah. it's over. Then that was the ticket. I flew to both. Sure. And sits in my, now it's sitting in my wallet on Apple as a QR code has no utility. But if it sits as a collectible on the blockchain and somebody offers me four bucks for it, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I don't need that. And like, you see where I'm going? Sure, yeah. sure. Go to yep. eBay right now and see everything that's being sold for five bucks. There's a trillion things. Yeah, yeah. A trillion. Yeah, yeah. This ribbon, this, like people think right now way too much like Jordan rookie card. Boarding sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long tail. The long tail yeah. is why this is gonna work. Because by the way, Delta is making money every time somebody buys that. Yep, so like this is, this is gonna eat up the world in a way that most people don't see it yet. It's I just, I, you see the example I just showed yeah. you? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, gonna like, be everything. It's like, wait a minute, that makes sense. But nobody's thinking about $4 NFTs right now. Right. Yeah. It's all the gold rush. When they start thinking $4 NFTs, it's the same way that I knew when I wrote Crush It that people were gonna have 100,000 followers on YouTube and make 60,000 a year. That seemed crazy in 2006. 
2008, yeah. 2010. Now it seems super normal. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. every team. Like now we think like every teenager is making 50K on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. What, do you, where do you think the timeline is for us to get to that? Seven, nine, 12. Yeah. yeah. Take some time. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, that's my guess. I could be wrong, could be short, could be a little longer, but in a decade, you won't even understand it. Yeah. And again, what are we in 2023, 2022, 2012 social? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I was there in 06-7, but 2012 social, like now social is like oxygen. Yeah, for sure. Like there's yep. not an 11 year old that even thinks about life without without the concept of I'm gonna have social media accounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and it's like important. Yeah. That's a very big far cry from 2012. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're let's go around the room real quick. 2012. How old were you? Shit, uh, I don't know. 2012. That was uh, 10, 10, years 10 years ago. ago so 24. Right. How, what was your? What were you? What I was working in a nightclub, Gary, refilling cranberry juice at yep. one of the popular nightclubs yep. here, and I was on what was it, Instagram, maybe? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just Instagram and, and Facebook. Instagram. That was it. I just had Instagram story. trying to get girls. Yeah. Of course. That was it. And the crazy part was, if I think even further back, the year that Facebook came out was my second year in college when college kids Same were the year. only ones allowed yes. on Facebook. And yep. it was big. And it was huge. And it was so it was important a, that we got to have it and it other people It was the coolest didn't. club that, that yeah. nobody else can get into because if you didn't have a college ID or a college email address, you couldn't get, get an account. It. And yeah. I think it's crazy that my first Instagram photo, my kids, my daughter will laugh at me this one day. My first Instagram photo was my wife, my girlfriend then, my wife now. She's gonna think I'm insane that my first Instagram photo on the internet was of my wife. Yeah. And here's it was a the sepia toned. Like, here's, here's a fun fact. Go look at Oprah's first Instagram photo. Ooh. That's okay. it. Keep going. All right. All right. Except that, that just a little Easter egg. That will do. We'll Keep clip moving. it and we'll do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, question for you. Yes. Going back to, we talked to AJ a lot about how you guys started VaynerMedia. Yes. Um, is there a company that you pitched back in the day that didn't work out that you wish you could repitch? That's a fun question. Yes. Uh, the first company, so we got hot in 2011. Finally, people were getting it. And we'd won like seven or eight pitches in a row. And then we had Subway. Mm. And we had a killer meeting. And when they said they didn't go with us, I was baffled. Yeah. Oh, man. Because we were so hot. And I just thought, like, we're going to get everybody now. Yeah. And I remember just being stunned. I was like, how did they not see it? <laughs> I was like, like, still to this day, we're talking about... <laughs> 12 years later, I am still shocked <laughs> that Subway didn't hire us. Um, so yes, that's the one. There they probably go. regret that tremendously now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, look, I think-, I think uh, They had some losses along the way. I think that we would have done really well with them. We were in our, it's funny, Vayner is in a place right now that's very similar. 2011 to 2013 has only been replicated by the last eight months in the history of VaynerMedia. We're like ripping hot right now, like every single mm, one. Sure. And the only other time was then, so much so that I was like delusional and thought we'd win every single pitch. Yeah. And was like, I mean like utterly shocked. <laughs> I remember the email, I remember they AJ no. and Kelly McCarthy who was my right hand at the time saying, Subway didn't go with us. I was like, what? Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, once like, you're in the room, it was a given. You're good, yeah, yeah. wipe your given. hands. Yeah. Unreal, Subway. Subway. There it is. Wow. I'm Fuck never eating one of those sandwiches. Yeah, no more. No more. Jersey Mike's coming Jersey tomorrow. Yeah, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Got to do it. Uh, obviously, good. another thing we want to talk about too is growth in our ages. Obviously, we've changed a lot from our 20s to our 30s. Like yes. We were just talking about, especially here in Las Vegas. What's your insight on the biggest difference between 20s, 30s, and 40s? You know, everyone's different. I mean, for example, I just had my college friends come to VCon and my buddy Glenn and Dap. DAP stands for drunk ass Pete. Love oh that. wow. Uh, Solid nickname. They're a, they're a hair older than me, even though we're in the same like, you know, they're pushing 50. You know, I'm 46, they're 48. 
just to paint you a picture, Dap was drunk being carted around by Glenn in like a, you know, at the hotel, like what are those things? In Minnesota? Yeah, in Minnesota. I love that. Oh, yeah. 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 Like they were literally 19 years old. Right. At 50. That's so crazy. for Glenn, Curtis, and Dap, <laughs> they, nothing's changed. Nothing's yeah. Changed. yeah. Still rocking. For most people, um, somewhere in most people's 30s or 40s, they finally, somewhere, for most people, in their 30s or 40s, they start the process of finally not overvaluing other people's opinions. Mm. Yeah, wow. You know, I, my biggest belief is that helping, and this is why Gary Vee exists, helping people win that battle. Mm. Live your life for you, not for your parents, not for your spouse, not for your siblings, for you. When can you get there? When can you do something that you're not scared if they're gonna make fun of you? When can you do that? And I think 30s and 40s start that process a little bit Yeah. for most people. People still really struggle with that in their 20s. And to be frank, for sure, most people carry it all the way to the end. Most people at 80 and 90 still have heavy levels of overvaluing other people's opinions. That doesn't mean be delusional. That doesn't mean be disrespectful. Yeah. It means when are you finally ready to be comfortable in your own skin and from my observations, mid-30s, late-30s, early-40s, you see people starting to click in. Sure. That's great. Yeah, I think even with social media, especially the validation that people are used to getting is even bigger and more than ever before. It's, they're taught so young right now with that, yeah. too. So it's going to be even harder eventually to get out of that stage. Or even, even when you reach the age, though, but of the be, 30s. But it, was, but it was taught before. Like, you know, like to your point, it looks on paper that it's more. But every one of us, all four of us, different ages, but at least we didn't grow up with social this way. For sure. We still cared about what the two most popular kids in our school thought. Everyone, Always. Yeah, right. yeah you're so, so right. And so, they set the tone. Yeah, the and so, just like, grew. And, yeah, and so everyone's like, oh, it's so much more. On the flip side, a lot of these kids find their friends on Twitch. They find different friend mm. groups. We were all stuck with, if like if Who's it wasn't working at school for you, you were fucked. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking we're, sucked. Whereas, so now everybody wants to shit on social, but I talk to a lot of 9, 12, 15-year-olds, DMs on Twitter. Like, I watch. And a lot of these kids are like, yeah, comma, but my homies on Twitch is awesome. And that kid at 15 wouldn't have had that. 100%. You know, 100%. so like everybody just wants to look at the downside. Sure. We have a lot of anxiety, a lot of negativity, a lot of polarization in our society and people are choosing to look at the downside of social today. I see the upside. A lot of people have friend networks around their interests that aren't there 25 years ago because they didn't have that. Makes sense. And they were just stuck as being the weird kid that liked comic books and then they have the other kid Whereas like, like fuck, look at me, like Brandon Warnicky, Scott Hunter, big shout out to you guys. You were like the only two kids that wanted to talk about business in high school with me. Like today, I'd be fucking killing it on the talk, LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would like, like, you know, so, you know, parents, all of us were quick to be like, oh, this sucks, it sucks. I think it's awesome. I think a lot of kids have friends on the internet that aren't naturally in their high school yeah. and they found their tribes. You're yeah, so right. Absolutely. And speaking on that, like Dr. Uh, Drew and myself are both parents now. Yes. Young kids. Awesome. Uh, the best. Very different worlds. Yes. Yeah. Um, where do you think parenting is going to shift really? What do you think the secret's going to be for this next generation? My intuition is a couple things. One, I think a lot of parents are ready to give up on eighth place trophies. So I feel like your generation, mm. not mine. Mine was the tail end. The one above me was really into it. I think you characters are starting to debate like, is that good really? Or should we let our kids lose a little? I think we're coming back to the middle a little bit on sure. that one. <laughs> okay. So I think eighth place trophies might be subtly in trouble. 
which is amazing. Because I think eliminating merit leads to a, uh, entitlement, which is why we have a lot of entitlement. Yeah, in the world. yeah, you're right. Like, well, I should be taken care of. Because when I came in 19th place, I was treated the same way as the person that came yeah, in first crazy. place. Yeah. That's, that's if I show up, I win. You guys yeah, got yeah. affected by that. Yeah. Like yeah. your generation got affected by that. Uh, more than like I'm the tail end of the one that didn't, and like, and of course everyone's different. This is not. This is just blanket statements. Yeah. I think one that might start happening. I even see it in like kids' athletics. I'm starting to see people like it's good to lose. Sure. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. I think your generation is the beginning of the generation that's not going to force their kids go to college. I think mm. you you two will understand it. Will be in a slightly different place than even kid people ten years older than you, where you might not think your kid has to go to college. So I think that's going to change the world. Yeah. I think college is in trouble. They're not providing the value. They're not. And 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 when and debt, you know, all of a sudden, like kids taking on debt, like a lot of parents now because they love their kids are like, wait a minute, I used to think this was the right thing for them, but eighty sixty thousand dollars in debt for something that doesn't like, no, I mean, none of my companies even have a clue of what college our employees go to. Or if they even went, oh, amazing! Wow. Like that, that like. And by the way, Google, Facebook, like major people, like major companies, no longer require college degrees. Don't like so. Like I think, I think that's another change. Um, those are the two biggest ones that excite me. I think, um, I think the one that's scary lends into the first one, which is we're just in our kids' shit too much. Mm. Like you know. I really think from my perspective, one man's point of view, and by the way, on the record, it's really important. The audacity to tell somebody how to parent their kids is ludicrous. I, I would never have interest right, in telling sure. somebody. Yeah, yeah. These are just social observations based yeah. on getting 10,000 DMs a week and seeing what kids Which are is talking good. about. Yeah. These are just, I think that we need to get out of our, out of our kids' shit. Sure. Kids are also struggling because when I was a kid and definitely everybody older than me, you kind of had to figure out your shit for you. Your mommy and daddy didn't fight it out. Yeah. yeah. Now we're, we're in our kid's shit. We're fighting the teachers. We're fighting the other kid. And like, it makes people incapable of working shit out. Yeah. And so I, the thing that I don't yeah. see happening yet is I still see parents really be interested in like fighting it out for their kids. I think kids need to fight out their own fights. They do. Yeah. Love that. I just wonder where things are going to be in 15, 20 years, like you had said, by the time high school, college rolls yeah, is around. Yeah, college even going to be a thing in Who knows? 16 years, 17 years. It's going to be a thing, but just I different. Think it's just going to be, I look, so let me tell you about my, and I think you three were probably affected by this. There was no option. There was, no, there was, no, was 100%, 100%. no conversation that didn't say you have to go to college. Requirement. You go to college, I knew yeah. I was going it was 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I could give a shit if my two kids go to college. Yeah. Could give a shit. And I think, that's going to be prevalent in especially 15, 20 year olds today when they have kids in 20 more years. They're definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. To think. You guys are still the tail end, yeah. but you, I think you'll chop into it. So on the flip side, Lowe's completely single. Where do, where beyond, do you think, beyond. where do you think dating is going to be in the future in the next 10, 15 years? Well, I mean, I think dating is better than ever if you're looking for casual dating, right? Because the infrastructure has created a lot more accessibility. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like it was, there was a lot more work to go out and like the common people, yeah. a lot of people uh, didn't have the self-esteem to just roll up and be like, talk to a girl or vice versa, yeah. right? So technology has created less friction for people to have more bravery. You don't need alcohol, you've got Instagram DM, <laughs> right? And so- Which is to send it and hold back. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think it's created a lot more casual, uh, less friction. I think dating infrastructure is dramatically better than it's ever been. And I think that's great. I think, you know, I think um, 
you know, I think for some people that's created less commitment and they view that part, which I'm empathetic to. But I think rightfully so, I think kids are waiting longer to get married because I do think they have a better sense of themselves in their mid thirties than they do the way our parents' generation got married by 22, 23. Sure. Um, and so, you know, I'm very pro where, where the world is on that front. Yeah, like you had said, when past generations, the pool of people was so small, the options to meet people was so much more difficult. So yeah, you got married to probably one of the first people you, you met or saw or yeah. whatever it may be. That's right. Which is nuts. By the way, I never got to do a dating app. I met my wife before they really ever existed. So <laughs> I have no idea. Never got to do Or them. before DMs. Ever. Really. Yeah. I kind of, looking at your eyes, it, it's very clear to me that you resent that a little bit. We've done episodes where we live vicariously through and we're like, All hey, time. I need they to see his DMs. Yeah, I, I live Bumble research. They made me go on Bumble just to do it so I can do yeah. it. Yeah. For sure. Good looking market guy, research. long hair. Market research. Yeah. Got it. Completely market research. 1,000%. Other question for you. If you were born in the US, um, yes, I would run for president. Of the Damn States. it! Yeah. How did you know that was coming? Because I think everybody knows that it should be me. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, honestly, I love that. I honestly, swear to fucking God. simple yeah. as that. I really, Easy. genuinely believe that if I was born in America, that I would be the president of the United States yes. of America. And I, I'm very empathetic for a lot of people watching, like who've never heard of me. Like who the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Who is this guy? I'll explain. I say that with pure. By the way, everything I'll say. How about this as a statement? I have no attachment to any of my success or accolades. My parents had sex at the right second. My mom raised me. My circumstance built me. I was born in the USSR. Grew up with a whole lot of little, which made me super hungry. My mom instilled heavy levels of kindness, be nice to people in me. Like, so when I say things like that, I don't think I'm special. I think my parents and my circumstance was special. So when I say it, it's why I can deal with accolades, you know, and hate. Mm -hmm. Like the reason I am me is because when I see, I post something and the comments are very consistent. 86% goat, 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 goat. 14% scam, piece of shit, <laughs> fuck you. And, and, I, and, I, and listen, That's my, my life is literally this. Like when people are like, you're the greatest of all time, I'm like, okay, whatever. When people are like, you're a piece of shit, I'm like, you don't know me. Yeah. yeah. And, that, like, and that's it. And so when I say that, but, to answer your question, yes, I think I would run, mainly because I think I have such good intent and I wanna leave a positive impact and I feel like at that perch I could have a big impact and I think the last four to five presidents, as I pay attention, show me that it can change the atmosphere very heavily in many different directions mm -hmm. and I would want the job to just do practical optimism. I'm a purple guy. I think Love America's that. gotten very red, very, very blue. Very, yeah. To the point where people who have, who are like, kind of super red, but had three things that were blue, have now decided I'm just red. Sure. People that were blue been with three to things. Think, well, yeah. It's, yeah, people yeah. feel they're forced. I'm fucking purple. Yeah. I think being mean to any human being is fucking out of mind. But, you know, it, like I feel kindness, well, I, I have all that. But on the flip side, I believe in merit. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in entitlement. I like, so I'm like fucking here and I would want to be president because I think I could pound that message and, and I think there's a lot of truth in it. So because I can't, I do the Gary Vee thing. Because I can't, I wanna make V Friends Pokemon and Sesame Street. Because I can't, I do the alternatives. I don't cry that I wasn't born here. Sure. I deal in reality. Yeah. Yeah. I think people really make the mistake on dwelling on shit they can't control, and I fucking focus on things I can. Absolutely, 100%. I love Great that. Well, Gary, I know you got a role. I got three, four minutes. Let's you do? All right, I love that. By the way, is there, is there a creator, celebrity person out there right now who you think could run for president and actually have a shot? That's a great fucking question. Um, I think The Rock's got Yo. a real shot. 
I think The Rock really Please. does have a real Double. shot. It'll be interesting to see if he goes there. I feel like there's too much smoke there for him not to. You know, the cat's out of the bag. At the, you know, it's been a popularity contest for a long time. This is yep. pre-Trump. Clinton had no business winning that election. He won on charisma. I mean, George Bush too has had more charisma than than uh, than than uh, Gore. Excuse me. Um, it's been a popularity sure, contest sure. for a while now. I think that's where we're at. So I look at people that have levels of charisma and popularity, and I think, you know, especially with Trump, that was such an extreme thing. It'll be int meaning of, of like true celebrity. Like that just came from like people know him. Never a politician. Boom, president. Yeah. Obama before him, junior senator to president. We're seeing the path now for that. I feel like everyone's in play. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the Rock. Would be an unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, your boy Logan Paul said he might want to run, huh? Yeah, I think I think you know it'll be, you know. <laughs> Listen, I think that's I think Logan and Jake are a part of 50 to 100 people that just really understand how to get people's attention. They're the best. Right, Incredible. and so I'm not sure if he means it or if that's the attention, but like, look, I think it's fun to watch a lot of these kids. I'm excited, to, for example, I'm excited to watch the D'Amelios over the next two decades. Yeah. Mm. I'm very into Marky Mark becomes Mark Wahlberg. I'm very yes. into the Fresh Prince becomes, you yeah. know. Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith, Smith yeah. thank yeah. you. I'm very into The Rock becomes Dwayne Johnson. I don't think, Society's very good at understanding these people are kids and they evolve. Yeah. The Logan I know today versus the Logan I met a decade ago, he's a different dude. Yeah. And for sure. Continue to be for a sure. Completely. Dude. Charlie D'Amelio in four years went from a child child to a young adult. Charlie in 35 years, in 20 years, is going to be a 38 year old woman who has crazy different experiences yeah. who may be able to use those experiences in a positive way because she comes from a great family structure. And so, like, like I, people are so quick to tear down. Sure. I'm rooting for everybody. On some real shit, back to NFT land, all these projects want to tear down the other projects because they think it helps. I root for World of Women. I root for Board Ape. I root yeah. for Cool Cats. I root for Doodles. I root for Cyber Kongs. I root for them. Because none of them are stopping VFriends from being as good as Absolutely. possible. Back to like something that will probably work for this audience. I go to a lot of high dinners with fancy schmancy people and I watch them shit on people like Maverick Carter and Scooter Braun mm. and Logan Paul. And I keep saying to all these people, I'm like, you shitting on them is not going to stop them. Winners win. Winners win. Yeah. Winners win. That's it. For all the shit that I have said about Michael Jordan and Tom Brady as a Knicks and Jets fan, yeah. none of that shit mattered. Yeah. They went on to do their thing. <laughs> and on the record, for all the shit that people skew at me, that's just motivation. That 100%. I'm going to 100% win. And the more you say I suck, the more I might just want to win a little bit more before I'm a rap, <laughs> just to stick it to your fucking face. There it is. Oh, yeah, I'm fired up. <laughs> yeah, I'm fired yeah up. you have to, though, right? Like, what are you going to do? Let's, Let it stop like, you? Why not? Like, yeah, yeah like, cry? Yeah. Why? Because you're, you, you know, but I actually use it as motivation. But even more importantly, I really, I really have a lot of compassion for people that shit on me. If you are in a place in your life where you need to sit behind a screen and take time and energy, time and energy, to say, you blow. You're not in a good place. I'm yeah. worried about like where you at. Yeah. Like, yeah. like because when you're not happy, if you see happiness, you want to tear it down because it's poking at you. You envy it. You mm. wish you had it. And I don't come from like fuck you, troll, fuck you, you know, like hater. I actually, my brain literally, every comment goes into two places. Fuck man. That's why I engage with so much of it. Yeah. Are you good? Can I help? Like, 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 you know? Yeah. That's somebody who needs love, not hate. And so many people are quick to dismiss or even shit back at people. I think that's inappropriate. If you're watching this and you're in a good place, your sense of responsibility to humanity is to give love to the people that most attract you. And that's how I feel. Yeah.
and then I'm a little bit Trey Young and Reggie Miller. You know, yeah. I'm a little bit of a road warrior. <laughs> yeah, like if yeah. I was an athlete, I would have liked to play on the road more. Like, you know, I the people that are the biggest detractors of me, if they understood what's actually happening every time they shit on me, they would be devastated. Yes, I feed the battery. I'm like feeding the battery, right? Thank you. You know, like, like I wish they knew. I wish they knew. But equally, I only have love for them. I know that every person on the internet who is trying to hurt another person is starting from a place of hurt. I'm trying to figure out clever ways to give them love. And that's, yeah, I'm that's focused on that. But yeah, was that, there was like a meme that just came out. It was like, hey, would you rather hit the game winning three pointer in front of your home fans on a game seven or silencing the away crowd? Oh, number away? Uh, there's nothing more interesting to me than hit, than silent. Like, I want to hear silence. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. I look at everyone's face. Like, I would be on that court. I would look at every fucking kid with a tear in its eye and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Drink them, eat them, baby, let's fucking, go. I'm coming back next year, I'm gonna make you cry again. Oh, you're yeah. fucking Mike and Ike's and popcorn. <laughs> Remember yes. me? That's, That's what I want. A hundred percent. Gary, honestly, right. I wish I could talk to you for six hours. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on I'll the show. We, we appreciate you, that, as always. Well. Guy, thank you for tuning success. in, as always. We'll see you next see week. Ya. Let's go.